Well, hello there, teacher friend, mama, business owner, micro school builder, learning pod coordinator, homeschool mama, work from home mom, business builder, bundle girl, you name it, everything in this book, girl. I see you and I know that you're listening to this podcast because you're thinking, I need some boundaries. I need some healthy boundaries. I want to love my life because you have longed for freedom. You have longed for flexibility. You want the spontaneity, the excitement. You want to be able to live a rich life that gives such a beautiful legacy for the generations to come. You don't want to spend your life stressed out. You don't want to be burned out. I know it. This episode is so near and dear to me. This topic deserves its own podcast. Seriously, like the the Boundary Teacher Mom podcast because it's real and I see you and I know you and I was you and I still am you. And in today's podcast, I really hope that I shed just a liberating moment for you. I hope that I, through God's grace, can impart to you the most influential pieces of advice that I have received, researched, tried it out to make my life so much easier, so much joyful. And by all means, guys, I'm not perfect. I don't have a perfect life, but I'm striving not for the perfect life, but for the good life. I'm striving for the good life, not for me, but for the people that I serve, for my family. And I know that you want the good life. I know that you want the life where you can spend your afternoon sipping lemonade, sitting out on a swing, or you want to go bike riding with your family, or you want to spend the weekend not worried about your work. You just want to be present. I see you. I know you. In today's podcast episode, I'm going to really share with you the struggles that you may be facing in helping you to let you know that it's okay to stop certain activities and mindsets in order for you to go the distance that you need to go. I'm also going to give you seven tangible steps. I mean, these steps, not even steps, but they are seven pillars, seven golden nuggets, seven must-haves in an effort to gain your life back, to be prepared, to be productive, and to also have peace. So you definitely have to have a notebook out for this one, and you really need to dedicate yourself to trying at least one of them, not all of them, trying at least one of them, and plugging into our community and asking for help and feedback as I go through this episode. I'm telling you, this is a good one. This is a gift from God because I've struggled with this and I want to help you to be set free. I don't want you to stop your job and start a business or a school or start homeschooling your children and turn around and go, this is too much for me. I can't handle this. I cannot carry this load. We are going to stop this right now, friends, sisters, moms. We have to take control of our life. And when you have your business or a business or you're running something that is your own, whether it's your home or your business or your classroom, you have the ability to shake the walls and you have the ability to run this course the way that you want it to run. You just need some 
good healthy boundaries. Let's get into it. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. I want to thank a very wonderful friend that is in our Facebook group. She's also done all that she has put her little heart to to create her micro school. She got her business bundle. She has been in the educational marketing series. She started her micro school and she sent me a message. And she said, Mackenzie, I want you to do an episode on this. She said, I would like for you to speak on healthy boundaries, especially when you're running a business from your home. How do I stop? I've got all of these ideas, all of these incredible activities that I want to do. She has a vision, but she just, and she's so passionate about it and she's so excited, but she also knows I can't keep going at this rate. I know that I have to have a moment where I am able to cut it off. And I just, I just resonated so deeply with her and I didn't even, I, I shared it with her in an instant message through Facebook and I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even hit the iceberg with her. And I won't even be able to hit the tip of the iceberg with you because this has been three years in the making. When I left public school and didn't even start a micro school yet, and then started a micro school and had been researching and listening to podcasts and, and reading books all about boundaries and work-life boundaries and balance, habits, routines, you name it. I was all about trying to make my life better for the people that I surrounded myself with and for myself. We have one life to live. And so I want to share with you that none of us are in this to work a million hours, to sacrifice our health, whether you're a homeschool mom, a teacher, a micro school builder, or someone who's thinking about it. We are not in this to sacrifice our mind, our relationships. You and I are probably alike in a sense, if you're listening to this podcast, you may have felt your moments of being an overachiever. Now there's a difference in working with excellence and there's a difference in running yourself into the ground being an overachiever. Now, I also know what it's like to be a workaholic. Some serious nights and weekends, some serious elementary school days when there would be high school football filled on a Friday night filled to the brim with people and homecoming night and I'm working in my classroom and my heart's content. I'm as happy as all get out because I had a key to the, I had at that elementary school, we could work out on the weekends and work nights. We had a key to the school. How cool is that? I mean, do they even do that anymore? Oh, 
I mean, I'm thinking that's like amazing. Hello, my first year of teaching. I'm pregnant. I mean, Friday night football. There's so many lights out. I feel safe out at school and I'm going to work until the janitors literally kicked me out one night at midnight on a Friday night. Yep. My husband, he was working nights at that time. And then I came back on Saturday and I came back on Sunday and I was happy to do that. But there comes a point where every day just ends up bleeding into it, into the other day. And if you're a homeschool mom and you're working from home or you have your school or your preschool in your home or your micro school in your home. And so you're there every morning and you're there throughout the day and you're there in the afternoon. You have to give yourself a break, a physical break and a mental break. And I'm going to share this with you. So I want to give you some very tangible steps, but at first I'm going to tell you what we have to stop doing and what we have to start doing. And then I'm going to give you seven tangible steps one, all of which need to have its own episode. Okay, let's just go ahead and do a whole entire episode on all of these. So make sure you're tuning in because we will hit every one of these. They, they're too, they're limitless, but they're so foundational. Okay, what you have to stop doing. Now, now listen to me, give me some time here. I'm going to give you seven steps, but I, you will first off, before you can do these seven steps, you have to stop doing a lot of things which is this. Stop being a Pinterest perfectionist. I haven't looked on Pinterest in about five years. Every once in a while, I'm talking living my life looking on Pinterest. I just couldn't keep up with it. And I certainly couldn't afford to keep up with it either. I do have a Teacher Let Your Light Shine Pinterest page, but it is just the same things that you all see through our Instagram and our Facebook. And, and I'll work on that some other day. But right now, I'm going to just stay in my own lane, okay? I'm right there out there on Pinterest. I got myself some Pinteresty things going on. But I'm not setting all day, all night, just scouring over Pinterest for ideas. Unless I feel creative and I have the energy to do that. You just need to keep it simple right now, friend. Especially if you're just starting out. Please keep it simple because you will get into the comparison trap and I promise you, you will look at the pictures and you'll look at the pictures in our micro school group and you'll look at the pictures of the people that you are becoming friends with who are building their micro schools or homeschooling and you'll think you're not good enough or you'll compare yourself to public school where you have been or whatever it is. You'll constantly feel like you're not good enough and we already live in a culture and a world where we feel like we're not enough. Why add any more to it? Just keep it simple. Pray and ask God to help you do the most essential things. And by the way, you may want to buy the book by Greg McCohen. I read this two years ago called Essentialism. And he's got a couple books on it. Now, that was a very important book for me to read because it helped me to realize what was most essential in my business and what wasn't. And what wasn't from that point on I knew I couldn't afford to keep spending my time on it. So that's Greg McCohen and that's essentialism. Number two, you have to stop despising small beginnings. It takes an airplane 90% effort to even get off the runway. So if you're still building your business or if you're in the first year, even the second year, it's going to take a little bit more energy. But I promise you this, this too shall pass. I'm in year three and I've had more peace than what I have had in it, since starting this. Not because the other years weren't peaceful. I'm just saying I have even more peace, even more 
One, because I've already done it. Two, I get to teach other people how to do it. So it's even giving me more and more clarity. And I've hired people to outsource and help me as our school has grown, which is an ultimate goal of yours if you're thinking that you want more time freedom. We'll get you there, okay? Don't think that if you just have a handful of kids or you haven't even started yet that you won't get there because you will get there. You better bet your bottom, 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 bottom dollar that we will get you there, all right? You also have to start giving yourself deadlines, hard stops, hard stops to end your day, hard stops to end your phone, hard stops to close your computer. We'll talk about that again in just a little bit. You also have to stop working before you dedicate a time and after you dedicate a time. You have to remember that you are good enough. You you don't have to have something to do all the time, the to-do list, all the places, all the things. I have a never-ending to-do list, and I just have to be okay with it. And guess what? It's in a special place. It's not sitting on my desk that I see every single second of the day or on my kitchen table. It will drive you crazy. But I do have a to-do list specifically for school, and I have it in one spot and one spot only. And it will stay there so it does not chase me around and cause me anxiety. So that's a good that's a good little thing for you, a good little note. Have yourself a little notebook next to your computer and it's just your to-do list specifically for school and not your not your lesson plan book. It's a little bitty notebook and anything that I need to do for school, I put it on there and that's it. And when it is my time to work, I will do what I need to do, but I'm not doing it after hours and I'm not doing it on the weekends and I'm not doing it before school because I deserve a break. My family deserves a break. The people that I serve deserve a break and the people that I mentor and coach and leading through working at our school, they deserve a break and they deserve for me to have a break so that I can be healthy emotionally, physically, and spiritually for them. And you're the same. You have to remember that it is very hard not to look at what others are doing and just stay your lane and stay your course and ask for help when you need it or ask for ideas whenever you need it. But to just set and consume social media or Pinterest or Google or YouTube, it's going to drain you and your bank account, all right? You also have to stop thinking that you're the only one on the struggle bus or you're the only one who is trying to catch the bus. I had just posted that in our Facebook group and everyone took a poll. It was so cute. And and many people felt like I'm on the struggle bus. I'm running to catch the bus. And it was just so reassuring for everyone to think, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. I'm over here struggling too. And then we all reached each other and we we built each other up and we helped each other. And so this episode is coming from a place of knowing at this time of the year, it can feel like a struggle, but you're not the only one. So give yourself some grace. Ask for help. Take a break and stop running around ragged. You don't have to live your life like this. I remember Waking up super early in the morning, getting breakfast ready, making sure all of our lunch was packed, my my coffee ready, my lesson plans ready, my school bag, my lunchbox, my kids' lunchbox, all of their necessities, my everything. I don't know, my purse. I just felt like I carried the world with me to school. And then I had to, I, I turned my van around so many times on the way to school thinking, did I even close, shut my garage door? Is my dog inside the house? Just panicked. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm a looney toony, but I... I I'm serious. I I struggled with that. And then getting home and looking like a fried potato. And then spending the weekends mad and angry that I still had to work. After spending several hours after school, we are done with this. 
We are drawing the line. You know why? Because we are our own bosses. Whether you're managing your home, whether you're managing a business, whether you're managing your classroom, you are in charge of you. You are in charge of your time and you can say no. And I can say no. Because guess what? We're not God. The world still goes on without us. And I I, I don't mean to be hard on you. I, I come from a very passionate spot of this because I know how this feels. And I wish somebody would have told me. I wish everybody would have stopped competing and trying to look so perfect and just admitted that when we need help, we need help and that we're all struggling and that we don't have to be perfect. And I wish I would have listened to my mentors years ago that said, you need to leave that at school because it will be there tomorrow. And then I thought, but then it's going to pile up and it's going to be there tomorrow. And then that's, and then another thing's going to be there tomorrow. No, you actually are working better whenever you can come in the next day with a fresh brain. Okay. So let's get into what I actually implement throughout the week, throughout the month. Now, there are seven foundations. These are the seven things that I have in my business. And I cannot get into the depth of them, but I can at least give you you a little pointer under each of them. So if you have a notebook, I would list number one and you can write it and then you can put a couple little bullet points. Okay, number one, you need a morning ritual. You can call it a ritual. You can call it a routine. I like to say ritual because it is very sacred to me. A ritual is not just a routine of packing lunchbox, water bottles back. No, it's a ritual that is for me, that's very sacred for me, my family, my health, my mental health, my physical, emotional, spiritual, everything. And so what I encourage you to do is for your morning ritual, I want you to think about everything that you do and you need to put timestamps on them. So you're going to write down number one, morning ritual. And then underneath that, you can bullet point what you actually do during your morning ritual and put timestamps, not what you want to do, just what you already do. So for me, do not compare yourself to me. Okay. But what I have done is I have figured out, I, of course, I'd love to get ready and out the door and look nice and fresh and energized in one hour. But guess what? It's not happening. For me, I have found that it takes me a good three hours, three hours before I can get to work. So that means if I, by eight o'clock, want to be like turning on the lights in my den saying, okay, I'm ready for the day or 8.30, I need to be up by five or 5.30. I set my alarm clock by five. So it gives me a little bit extra time. I know that I wake up in the morning. Now I'm just going to share with you. Okay. Just to give you a real life example. One, I take my herbs. I have this little herbal blend and then I pray while I wait for my herbs to kick into my system. Then I drink, then I get my coffee ready. So this is about 30 minutes. Then I go out on my back porch and I read and I journal for 30 minutes. I tidy up my bedroom. That's five minutes. I prep anything that I need to for my girls. Sometimes my daughter Jalen's awake. She wants me to braid her hair. If she needs me to get something out of the laundry room or whatever it is, I give myself 15 minutes. Then I go take a shower and I get ready. That's 30 minutes. Then I spend 30 minutes getting breakfast ready, vitamins ready, all the lunches packed into the lunch boxes. And that takes me about 30 minutes in our smoothie, which my husband's in there helping too. And I'm giving myself some, a grace period here. Okay, it may not take me that long, but I'm, I'm just rounding up here. And then I reset the kitchen for 10 minutes. Now for me, that works for me because I don't want to be running around ragged in the morning. I need a peaceful morning in my home. That's a morning ritual. I also go around and touch my diffusers and turn them on. 
Okay, so that's like one minute. Okay, but I literally write that down. Okay, those are very special things to me that I cannot get out of my morning. And I would love to add in a workout. I used to do that. And I just realized I am just coming in and I am just rushing through my morning. And for me, that's not healthy. For you, you can do that. But for me, I can't. Number two. So after, so let me go back. Number one, morning ritual. You need to put timestamps down. Number two, work day shutdown. Oh my gosh, this actually should have been number one, but a work day shutdown. I specifically write down when the students leave at 3.30 and I give myself, this is your bullet point underneath work day shutdown. I, bullet point here, you ready? Give yourself a hard stop time. The kids leave at 3.30. By 4.15, I have to have a hard stop. Now, let me tell you why it's not four. Is because I come back in and I give myself about 15 minutes of transition time. Like I just set, I might have a snack. I talk to my daughter. I go sit on the swing with her. We go take the dog on a walk. I give myself about 15 minutes. And then I come back in and sometimes I don't have anything to do. Sometimes I do. So I give myself until 4.15. And if I'm really banging it out, I'll get all my stuff done while the kids are packing up at the end of the day or while they're at lunch or recess and I'll do my little thing during that time so that at the end of the day, I can give myself when everybody leaves, I have nothing else to do and I physically show myself that my work is done by having my plans ready for the next day, which they already are and I'll talk to you about how I do that. I have my materials out for the next day which I've already had them in pre, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday drawers. I have my diffusers filled up with the oils in them so that the next day I just have to push the button. I have my morning message up for the students. I have the agenda written up on the board and I have my groups made. That takes me anywhere between 20 and 30 minutes, but I know that those are the six things that I need to do. Plans ready, materials out, diffuser filled, morning message up, agenda up, and the groups are made. And if I know that that takes me 30 minutes and I can squeeze in 30 minutes at the end of the day before the students leave, they're having snack or I pack them up early, boom, I am done the moment that they leave and I am set and ready for the next day and my lights are out in my den and that tells me I don't go in there anymore. Now I have to go through my den to get to my kids' bedrooms, but I don't have to look at anything or, or feel like I have something else to work on. Number three, you need a planning day. Every single week, a day where you plan for the following week. And I do not encourage you to do this on Friday. Fridays have been researched that it is the least productive day. So do not make Fridays your day to plan for the next week. As a matter of fact, I start working on my plans just a little bit on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And when do I work on them? I work on them between 8 o'clock and 8.30 in the morning. My kids are playing. The students haven't arrived yet. And so I start planning for the next week. And I have my plans ready and solidified by Thursday. That's it. My plans for the following week are done by Thursday. And if there's anything that I need to do for the following week with those plans, like copies that need to be made or anything printed out, I put them on that little notebook that says to do. Okay? And there are times when I can do the to-do, and that's during my work hours, but that is not after my work hours. And trust me, I am, I am, I have a lot to do, just like you. My kids after school, they've got soccer, we got volleyball, I got one in high school, I've got a podcast, I have another business to run. You better believe that this takes time and diligence and 
and a lot of practice. So don't be hard on yourself if you're not getting it right now. Number four, you need an admin day each week. For me, an admin day is Friday. I really don't want it to be Friday because sometimes it just, it's a little, it's a little mind boggling in a sense. Like if, if I need to touch base on anyone who maybe didn't turn in their handbook or their contract or maybe someone who's left their planner at home, whatever it is. I don't want my day to be filled with just wrapping up loose ends throughout the week. But sometimes it is. But my admin day, I would put underneath there, you know, if there's payments, if this is your financial day, if this is anything to do with any type of business affiliation with your business, whether it's insurance or a bank account or a Friday weekly email, that's something that I do as well to families. I make sure that I have on my admin day specific three priorities that I make sure that I hit every single Friday. That's parent email. I pay my employees and I check and I allocate funds for all of my bank accounts for my business. If I do that and I make sure that I have my financial affairs situated by Friday, I feel like I'm winning. It's finance Friday. Okay, that's my admin day where I'm communicating where I, it's, I'm being a boss. I'm being a boss for, for myself, for my life, for my business. Number five, you have to have a rest day. And in our Western culture, everything is going to scream at you to not have a rest day. But I'm going to tell you that after implementing this and fighting tooth and nail to implement this six years ago, I'm so grateful and to God be the glory. I have read books about it. I have researched about it. I read an incredible book called The Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Oh my goodness, by Pete Cazaro. I mean, that's for a whole nother podcast episode in itself. And you'll want to have a rest day. You'll want to have a Sabbath day. And we take ours on, on Saturday. I've talked to you guys about this before, but I really hope that you are unplugging and you are delighting in something that you love and you're spending time and I don't clean my house that day. I literally sit out on the back porch for as long as I want to and I journal and I write and I write cards and I call whoever I want to and I go outside and I go for long walks and I plan nothing on that day. And God has been so good to us to protect those days from soccer and cheerleading and volleyball and basketball and all of that. So that we don't feel like we're torn. And trust me, that's been a sacrifice. And it's been hard. But I need it. My family needs it. And I'm so grateful for it. That's a rest day. Number six, you need a communication day. You need a day where you can talk and communicate with your spouse. Where you make plans with them. Where you look over calendars with them. And if this is, feels like a very hard thing to do, then maybe this is a back burner one. It's taken my husband and I a lot of time and a lot of weekends and a lot of tears on my behalf and a lot of frustration of us getting on the same page and lining up our calendars. And he's an amazing asset to Lighthouse Learning and a teacher Let Your Light Shine. I also have employees who work for me. I have someone who works for me for Teacher Let Your Light Shine. I have several pieces of communication that I have to have for people that I'm coaching and for people who are constantly inboxing me. So I have a day set aside where I'm communicating with people. And I don't want that to be Sunday. I don't like it to be Sunday. People don't want me to bug them on Sunday. And I have my house to take care of on Sunday. 
like my meal prepping and things of that nature. So a communication day, anybody that I need to communicate with, I make sure that I have like a little communication box in my personal planner. And I know that when I can schedule out my week, I definitely have my week planned out in a little box that says, this is a two-hour communication day where you need to communicate with others. Now, you may have something different, but I think that communication is key here. Super big. And number seven, you need reflection and repair days. Now, let me tell you what that is. Number seven, reflection and repair days. Now, there are two bullets underneath here. And don't stress yourself out if you can't get, get to all of this, friends. I promise you don't have to feel as if you have to do all of this. Pick one, chew on it for a little bit, and try it. I reflect every Friday. This is something else that I do. If I can, if I don't, I'll do it typically on Sunday. I reflect on my week in a journal, and I look ahead to my next week. And I just plan out my kids, my meals, my, 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 whatever I got to do, my running the errands and I map it all out through Google calendar. I love it because I can manipulate little boxes. I can make it real colorful. And I just do that. And I really don't look at it every single day, multiple times a day. I really just love to utilize it so that I can see how much time I have. And I see, I put myself on there from whatever times I'm teaching and I make a hard stop and I put work day shutdown routine and I see it every day from 3.30 to 4 o'clock or 3.30 to 4.15 and I'm like done. I know visually it's almost like I programmed it into my mind that I have to be done by that day. So I reflect on my upcoming week. I reflect on my past week and I repair meaning that I'm always adjusting and I do this not just on a weekly basis. I pick the last weekend of the month, or actually not the last weekend, I'm sorry, the third to last weekend of the month. Does that make sense? No, not the third to last week. The third weekend in the month, I look at my month ahead. I don't do it the weekend before the month. I do it the 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 week before the month is ended. And I start planning out my next month, not for school, but just for personal affairs. And so I encourage you to have a weekly planning time where you're just planning out your time and a monthly planning time. Now, I can't get into all the nitty gritties or you're going to be like, my gosh, I should have just taken a course on this. But I hope that this at least fuels you up. I'd love to hear your comments, your feedback. What is it that you want to start implementing? What can I help you with more? What are you struggling with? You can let me know by sending me an email at teachersletyourlightshine.com. No, that's not my email. Silly me. My email is teacherletyourlightshine.com at gmail.com. You can go to our website, www.teachersletyourlightshine.com, and there are resources there that will help you with time management and all sorts of fun freebies and downloads. And you can also join our Facebook group where we can actually interact and help one another. I hope to see you there. Look us up on Facebook. That's Start Your Micro School or Homeschooling Business. And I hope that you get started at least with some one of these seven habits as soon as possible. I can't wait to see your progress. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. 
The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you. Thank you.